What's up, guys? Welcome to the feed here at Household and Homestead. I'm Pastor Stewart. This is Pastor Brandon. Welcome. Good to be here with you guys. Today we're going to be talking about a lot of things um, going on in the show this week, or going on in our lives this week, I guess we should say, and in the world. Um, Before we get into that kind of stuff, though, I want to encourage you guys, if you um, share this to your feed, like, comment, all that kind of stuff, if you've got questions, feel free to write those in below, and we'll... Uh, in the comment section, um, or if you're listening in the podcast side of things, you can also email those questions to me, Stuart at wearechristchurch.com. We'll be happy to follow up with you guys there. Um, if you haven't already followed us on Facebook, I encourage you to follow our um, Facebook presence, and we're also going to be launching some independent podcast streams for all these things here later on here in the next couple of weeks. But yes, in the sir. meantime, you can go to sermonaudio.com and search We Are Christ Church, and you'll find everything. You'll find That's our it. God and Government podcast, Bible studies, um, all our sermons from however long ago. You'll find this one as well. Yep. All kinds of great stuff in there. So anyway. So what we need to really say is that sharing is caring. <laughs> sharing. <laughs> That's right. Sharing is how you can be a bold and faithful witness <laughs> Well, yeah, on the highways and byways of social media. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. It's like the low-hanging fruit of witnessing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like that counts. I mean, it's the modern-day Roman's road. It's, it's the highway. <laughs> That's exactly you know, right. Life <laughs> travels along the rivers, then the train tracks, then the interstates. But now, the, the way the world is shaping up, life is built around the interwebs, That's the interlines. And so... True. We, what, we do, what we need to do is be faithful to Jesus Christ and be open and public and unashamed in the highways and byways of social media Ooh. by not being embarrassed of our pastors, <laughs> sharing, yes, I too believe <laughs> in the things these guys are saying. Oh, I've, I've heard some great stories of folks sharing some of these uh, shows and then their friends from another state or their friends from another life will send them little private messages, and they're like, I wondered what sort of a church you went to. <laughs> this is, and then oh, so and you always get that the, one. That's, well, this is interesting. This is interesting. <laughs> so it's interesting. Share if you dare. If you dare. That's, that's right. right. You'll get some fun questions. Uh, but what's been going on with you, man? Anything exciting going on at your homesteadery? Or Household and homestead? homestead. Well, the big thing right now is that this afternoon— um, I'm meeting for the first time with a retirement investor advisor. Ooh. Ooh. So, you know, we've been following the Dave Ramsey plan, mm. and uh, it's brought, it really has brought some financial peace. I should say Jesus has. The plan, I do believe, after studying it thoroughly, is based on the Proverbs. And uh, a, a lot of it is just absolute truth, and then mm. a lot of it is just practical um, applied wisdom. So you're to the baby step now where you're starting to... Plan to, to get that retirement going so that each month a particular portion of your income is going into long-term retirement. Mm. And the idea is that you can capitalize on um, compound interest over many years. Right. You know, you're not buying and selling stocks. You're investing in mutual funds and looking for long-term gains. Now, that, of course, is applied wisdom. The Bible sure. teaches us that we need to be saving emergency funds, long-term savings, um, things like that. Mm. But Dave Ramsey does have a lot of applied wisdom, and one of the ways he says is you can apply, you can save for the future best in um, mutual funds. There's hmm. other ways to save for the future, but there's you know historically mutual good compound that, interest, you know, kind of consistent <laughs> upward trajectory. Yeah, that's right. Historically, right. that's been the case, and the same thing goes for real estate. And so I'm I'm excited. We're meeting with him today, um, this afternoon, and. I'm going to get that next baby step in order. We're debt-free, everything but the house. Congratulations. Got that emergency fund in place. Now we're going to try to get that long-term retirement in place. And then we're going, mm. to, we're going to hammer at that home. We've got to get that home paid off. Got to get that done. So you're going to do retirement before you finish the house. Well, retirement is when you, when you say the baby step of retirement, you're really saying um, you get started on it. You get that monthly draft coming mm. out. You get it in your budget. You make it a habit. Okay. So you wouldn't want to wait till you're retired to start paying off your house, but you just get that set amount each month mm. going toward retirement, and then you're budgeting on a smaller amount. That's super cool. So you kind of put, you know, you kind of get it done, get it out of the way, out of sight, out of mind. You're you're keeping an eye on it. Mm. You need to be studying and learning about it, 
But now you're not budgeting with that money. That money is going straight to retirement. So in a Roth IRA, is $6,000 a year per individual? Is that right? That's the max, yeah. That's the max. So you and your wife could do two separate ones yeah, you and should do, do 12. 12000 a year. Oh, nice. Okay. I don't know if we'll be able to do that much, but that'd be once they go. Once we pay off the house, then you, you can could throw even more and max out the Roth IRA. So nice. that's where we're at right now, that's getting cool. financially more secure for the next generation, for that's our awesome. children. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. How Good about time. you guys? Where things are going good for us, my wife is really into baking now, and she probably is baking about, like, probably six or so loaves of whatever mm, a week. Baking bugs. She's making traditional, like, honey wheat, so not sourdough, but then she's also making sourdough stuff, and she's mm-hmm. yeah. she's into it. And, you know, like, I'll eat it for lunch. It's so you're good going stuff. for the all-carb diet? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the quarantine Everybody 15. else is dropping gluten. I'm picking it up real hard. Yeah. So it's working out well, though. She's really into that, and that's exciting stuff. Um, always little things going on at the new house that we're working on right now. Or today, you're not allergic to poison ivy, are you? Nope, not yet. Okay, great. So I'm probably covered in the oil because I've been removing a lot of it from... Clearing out debris? All over the place, yeah. it's just, It took over because our house was abandoned for so long, so I've been slowly pulling it off. That's of what happens of when you shop for a bargain. That's right. You buy you abandoned buy drug houses. <laughs> you turn crack houses into uh, palatial homesteads. You know, that could be our own show on reality TV. You know, you buy a crack house, turn it into a homestead. I feel like I would watch that. I would. Exactly. I'm well, look, you know, stuff. this show is all about the household and the homestead. And my wife was telling me, she said, Brandon, everybody's already on board. They, everybody has modern farmhouses these days. You know, <laughs> Joanna Gaines and uh, what's the, the husband's name? Chip. Chip, that's like it. Everybody's got modern farmhouses. All we're trying to do is get them to realize the potential. Right. You know, it's not just about board and batten and farmhouse sinks and right. plaid. Right. You know, <laughs> take that modern-day farmhouse. And put it to use. And do some cool stuff with it. You got yeah. all this property. There's all kinds of things you can do out there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Make the most of it. Learn That's some awesome. emergency skills to prepare your kids for the future. All right. Have some fun while you're doing it. Mm. That's some of the homesteading goals. Yeah. But uh, today, we're going we're gonna to start with uh, the topic of homeschooling. Ooh, homeschooling. lots of things going on in the news with that lately. Yes, indeed. Oh, you saw that article from... Uh, Harvard not from Harvard. Harvard, Harvard Magazine. Magazine. Harvard Magazine recommends that a presumptive ban be put by the federal government on homeschooling. <laughs> it, let's, we should say also, if you watch our God and Government show, we've been talking about this for like four weeks already. Yes. How the government has been perpetually trying to usurp the family. And here's another example of somebody crying out, government, stop these families. Yeah, Shut them down. Nothing new here. Nothing new here. Um, the reasons include um, a right. Children deserve the right to a meaningful education. Quote, a meaningful education. That of could course, never be provided by their parents. Of course, yes. that can. Meaning can only be given to you from God. Mm. You know, a purpose-driven education can only be had when your education is integrated with your God. Mm. And, of Mm. course, when Mm. the God is the government, when the God is the state, then a meaningful education has to be governed, regulated, you know, um, empirically controlled by the state. Mm. It's what we believe. Right. We believe that a meaningful, purpose-driven, quote, to use evangelical terminology, a Mm. purpose-driven education has to be integrated with Christ at all points. That's right. That's what they believe, too, just different gods. That's right. Different gods. That's exactly right. Because you can see from the article that she's advocating for this idea that the state should regulate every single piece of education. That's right. The state is the god here in this exactly moment, in every instance they say she says we have an essentially unregulated regime in the area of homeschooling That's some strong terminology a regime, a regime. now like, we study I'm, latin at I classical know. at uh, christ church academy <laughs> Ooh, it's a classical christian education founded with the same principles of homeschooling that the family is the number one responsible um, God-given authority over the instruction and education of children. Principle. That's right. We believe that, too. We teach Latin um, for many reasons. But we, I know from that that the word regime is related to the word kingdom, dominion, government. 
sovereignty. What she is warning everyone about, like a prophet in the wilderness, that we have an <laughs> unregulated, undominated, unsubdued, unincorporated into our fiefdom, mm. unregulated regime, an unregulated kingdom, an unregulated dominion in the area of homeschooling. And, you know, fundamentally, she's right. Absolutely, she's right. And it should be. Right. <laughs> you know, like, ever, nobody's saying that her statement here right. is wrong. <laughs> We're saying that she and, and her bureaucrat cronies and, and various other statists do not have jurisdiction. Their regime has no jurisdiction over the family. Right. Now, right. honestly, the regime that she hates and that she's an en enemy of is the kingdom of God. It's the kingdom of God that's, that gives civil government, family government, and church government their lanes to run in, right. their prerogatives and jurisdictions. Right. And it is the, the government of God, the one upon Christ's shoulders, mm -hmm. that says mom and dad, the family, has the responsibility and oversight and authority over the enculturation and education of children. Mm. And she doesn't like that regime being unaccredited. Right. I mean, unregulated. unregulated. Unregulated, right. Unlicensed, right. uncertified. Same thing. It's all the same thing. Right. It's all the same. Uncredited comes from the word credo, I believe, or to believe. Mm -hmm. And it means that you're certified as having the same doctrine, mm -hmm. that you're certified as having the same statement of faith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so they want to accredit, they want to certify, they want to license, give the freedom to, right. uh, to parents as if they have that prerogative right. to educate their children. They say also to, pro to, to protect children from child abuse. That's you know, insane. To keep them safe. Can we, to keep them safe. Can we talk about that for a second? Because, like, <laughs> statistically, where are the vast majority of children actually abused? Yeah, you know, them homeschoolers. <laughs> right, no, we know statistically where most of the child abuse takes place, and it is not in homeschool. No. It is in government schools. All right. I'm not the, am I the only one that has seen the videos on YouTube of kids being body slammed? In class? No. And those are just the ones captured on video. Right. Right. You know, those aren't the, the secret private abuses that are taking place every day. No. The, 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 that sort of stuff is not going to be televised or recorded. No, no. We don't need them to keep our children safe. We're not going to exchange our safety. Right? We're not going to mm. give them our freedom mm. so that they can keep us safe. The mean, bad parents. Right. Right. No. These are two different worldviews engaged in a cultural battle. Mm. Is what this is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they believe, they don't believe in pluralism. They believe in a winner take all. Right. They don't believe in full tolerance. They right. believe in dominion, mm. extending their kingdom to all of life. Right. They believe in, you know, all of the state for all right. of life. It's that perpetual pushing back. All right. They're doing it the, uh, the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> wrong God, wrong idol. Right. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, fun times. Fun times. But who do you think is educated better? Ooh, <laughs> I wonder. Right? I wonder. Yeah, so the statistics prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that homeschoolers, by and large, um, are much more educated. They're mm. much more likely to continue in church. They're much more likely to be beneficial members of society. They're much more likely to have a, a positive outlook on life. And um, Pastor Stu, you're going to link that article for us? I'm dropping it right now. If you take a look in our comments section, there's a link to a um, recent study done by Notre Dame University. Mm. And it compares and contrasts um, private schools or parochial schools with home schools and with uh, government schools. Mm -hmm. It also compares and contrasts them with classical Christian schools, which is what uh, Christ Church Academy is. Right. And it, can sh it shows you along many, many, in many, many areas... Who's doing it well? Right. You know, practically speaking, who's, who's accomplishing the best results in education? So if you've got a time, uh, take a look at that. And um, you better get started now, though, before anyone in public office with the power to do so comes in and tries to protect your children from you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's ask that question, though. So... There's obviously an assault going on here. What do, what do Christian families do to resist this invasion, this tyranny that's yeah. that's coming? What do we yeah. What do we do? What do we say? How do we handle it? Well, 
you know, for those of you listening right now, or for those of you tuning in, um, if there comes a point in time where the family is so assaulted that against our will, we turn our children over to the government for enculturation and indoctrination. Mm. Now, notice I said against our will, because mm-hmm. right now most Christians just give their children over to the government willingly. Mm. Mm-hmm. We willingly bow to their gods um, with no, no concern. We, we send our children off as quote-unquote missionaries, mm. or our untrained uh, recruits to the, to the other worldview to be trained. Mm-hmm. I, I, that, this show's not on that subject matter. But, um, but for those of us who are maintaining our jurisdiction under God, uh, maintaining our prerogatives with the authority of our children, educating them in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, what do we do? If being forced against our will, like in Germany and other places where homeschooling is banned, hmm. and, and that extends, of course, to you know, various private schools and Christian schools where you have families coming together to help each other out and to kind of you know, make the most of it, mm-hmm. gather people's resources and gifts to mm-hmm. really do it. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what we do. Historically, the first thing we have to do is what this show is doing, prophetic rebuke. Mm. We have to preach. We have to do, proclaim the word of God. We have to press that share button and that like button. <laughs> yeah. Got to yeah, read yeah. the books. Got to write the books. Mm-hmm. Got to raise up our children with this worldview. Mm-hmm. We have to speak out. And, you know, and God may accomplish victory just by that. Right. I mean, consider Jericho. All mm-hmm. they had to do was blow some trumpets. Right. Right. You right. Consider Gideon and his his battles against the uh, the uh, other Canaanites in the area. Mm. No, Gideon only needed three hundred men. We mm. know jo- Jonathan and David. They were told that God can accomplish victory with a lot or with a little. Mm. He had the enemy turn on themselves. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. He, God could accomplish victory, free our nation. Uh, return the hearts of fathers back to their children if the church would begin right here prophetic rebuke prophetic ministry of the word of god teaching educating enculturating discipling people and submitting to it and submitting to it mm-hmm. absolutely we we have to begin as a good example mm-hmm. um but when that doesn't happen when the church is not speaking truth to power or if the church tries and fails the next recourse historically has been to run away. Mm. Hence to the pilgrims. Like the pilgrims. Mm-hmm. Now, notice the pilgrims the didn't take up arms and fight immediately. They weren't cornered. Mm-hmm. They moved across boundaries like immigrants. They were more free than we are, it seems, because they didn't have to have papers to cross borders. They were allowed to go into other states. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they were able to flee into other states and into other nations and eventually over to the new world to be able to educate their own children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, to raise them up the way that God called them to. Mm. Those are some of the heroes of our faith. Mm -hmm. So you can run away to another state. You know, what if if Louisiana, for for example, um, bans homeschooling? I don't think we're anywhere near something like that. Mm -hmm. But you can imagine, we we would not want to do anything until we prophetically rebuke and mm-hmm. if that's not working, then we move to Texas right. or Mexico or wherever there is freedom. Right. right. So we move, we run away, and then finally, and last but not least, is resist with arms. Mm. Now, now these, these were developed in a treatise called Lex Rex, historically. Ooh. You can read about these um, by Francis Schaeffer if you really want to study this more fer- thoroughly. Um, Francis Schaeffer develops these particular um, strategies. But this is, these are the three things we can do. And I, I think we're right now in the stage of prophetic rebuke. The church has got to speak up. Mm-hmm. The church has got to lay out the foundations mm-hmm. of a civil Christian society, mm-hmm. of freedom under Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, though, if we are forced to resist, we have to remember this. You're not allowed to just resist an, as an anarchist. You're not like the... Homeschool Batman, <laughs> right? <laughs> you you were always to resist the homeschool, right? <laughs> you must always resist under the authority of a lesser magistrate. So this is not on your own. There is a sheriff or a governor of one particular state 
that resists federal tyranny. Mm-hmm. You flee perhaps to that state and you stay in with them. You, you still have to be under the submission of civil authorities, hmm. if at all possible. Right. If at all possible. And so that's the doctrine of the lesser magistrate as developed by John Calvin and mm-hmm. many, many others after that. Well, and but that's, that's really the future. Right mm-hmm. now, prophetic rebuke. That's where we are. Speak up, like, share. <laughs> Press that share button. Listen to your pastors. That's right. Submit. Get your kids out of the government schools. Mm-hmm. Rest if you can't afford it, let's stuff. talk. Yeah, right? for sure. There's options available. Absolutely. Like, there's always ways to make things work. Absolutely. But, of course, what this show is all about is prophetic rebuke. Right? <laughs> We're obviously not running and hiding, or else we wouldn't be doing this. Right. You know? Also in an obviously semi-public location. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so We're not what, in a what this show is all about is about speaking the truth to power, mm-hmm. talking about the essential qualities of the household and the homestead, mm-hmm. and about presenting a better way, mm-hmm. presenting an alternative Mm-hmm. To uh, you know, state control over everything, all of Christ and all of life. So let's talk about household. it. What's the alternative? Where are we going today? All right. So we got to go to Genesis. We're going to lay that foundation today. Okay. So, you got your Bible ready? Genesis chapter one, verse twenty-eight. Genesis one twenty-eight. So th- this is sort of how we begin with a household. This is our mandate. This is this is the subject of our talk today. The mm-hmm. household's mission. So not only are we offering prophetic rebuke against the other worldviews, we're also demonstrating an alternative. She, the, the author over in the, the Harvard Magazine, she says, we have an unregulated regime in the area of homeschooling. Mm-hmm. We've got all these people living almost like off the reservation. Mm-hmm. All these people living outside of the control of tyranny. Mm-hmm. That's what this show is all about, is empowering that group of people. Mm-hmm. To build a stronger households, build stronger households, and have a little fun doing it while building a homestead, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so Genesis one twenty eight. We got some folks tuning in this morning. Oh man, we got a lot of people in the feed today. Ashley Dupee joins in. Her husband was in earlier. He might still be there. Good to see you guys again. Eric Smith, shout out. We got another one coming for him later. Yeah, my wife's here. She has to watch though. It's like that's a right. Rule. She's it's mandated. Are all the children gathered? Oh, that's right. They're all huddled around the thing and making it happen. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. She does that a good bit. Um, Lauren Carrier's in. My sister joined in for a little bit. I wonder if she's still in. We got a couple of reps from the local chamber of yeah. commerce with us. We got a great you, crowd you in. You better great not crowd. say every name out loud. Some people might want to watch this show in secret. And a little bit <laughs> anonymous. Let me see if I can find one that might like that. Yeah. I don't see any names popping up just yet. No, <laughs> listen. If you are secretly watching this show, if this is sort of like your guilty pleasure. We're not going to out you. <laughs> We're not going to tell your boss. Your paycheck is secure. Hey, hey, pastors out there, my fellow Baptist pastors, you're secretly listening. You don't want to be blacklisted. I get it. I'm not going to out you. No but, one's going to out you. But we know you're. This is a safe place. We know you're watching, though. Just yeah, so you know. Just DM, you know, private message. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, right. We just lost half our audience right there. (laughs) Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Done. All right, here we go. The cultural mandate, the dominion mandate given to us by God in the beginning, Mm. starting in verse 28. We should say also before the fall. Well, this is still, even though though there is a fall to come, Mm -hmm. this is still um, a part of what we're to be doing today. That's right. That's right. So, and God bless them. Amen. And God said to them, here's your mission, Adam and Eve, looking out over the broad world, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Hmm. This is the cultural mandate, Mm -hmm. the dominion mandate. Mm -hmm. This is the mission that God gave to man, to Adam. The, the grand representative of man in those days. Mm-hmm. And it involves filling, subduing, and exercising dominion over the whole earth. Now, we've been talking about this for some time. Yeah, this, know, our like, church knows this. Right. But um, there's, gonna, should. there's a lot of people listening who maybe this is brand new, first time for them. Let's try and lay like a foundation. Where, where yeah. are we? So what? a theological foundation before we get to how our children exercise dominion right. over the homestead. Right. That'll, right we'll right. save the fun stuff for the end. Okay. Okay. Right. But just real quick, this culminates in what is called the Great Commission. Mm. 
where Jesus says to go out and make mm-hmm. disciples of all the nations, right. um, teaching them to observe all that he commanded. It's the same thing. That's right. It is the, the Great Commission is the final blossoming of this cultural mandate, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we are to go out and to see Christ's dominion and his crown rights being given to him over the entirety of the world. Mm-hmm. Teach them to obey, it says, all that I have commanded and baptize them. And I'm with you even to the end of the age. So this culminates in the Great Commission. The good news is that Jesus didn't just, you know, kick us on the back end and say, you know, get to it. He said, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Mm. I will be with you to the end of the space-time continuum. Mm. And how is he with us? He gave us his spirit. The spirit of God, the spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit is given to us as Christians. And that empowers us to accomplish and to fulfill this great mandate. Mm. So we have, and this is something that I argue with my fellow Christians about, lovingly argue with them about, but we have every reason to believe that we should see some measure of success. Mm. Jesus didn't say, go and make disciples of the nations, teaching them to obey my law, teaching them to observe all my commandments, and I will be with you to the end of the age. But don't get your hopes up. Mm. You know, Mm-hmm. He didn't say when John and Peter and them brought all of those fish up out of the sea and says, I'm going to make you fishers of men, but it's going to be a little bit different. The analogy breaks down because right here you have a massive catch. Later, you're, you're not going to have any. Later, you're going to have a tiny little catch, mm-hmm. tiny little catch. Mm-hmm. No, no, we are going to go out and we will see gospel explosion. We have every reason to believe in God's timing. Mm-hmm. That the gospel will prevail. Mm-hmm. And I think Christian history, church history, and the dynamics of what's happening around the globe, look at it, even historically, and you can see that Christianity, that Christ's reign, is growing and growing and growing. Now this is, and this is also, we should add the caveat, that this is not to say that there's not going to be steps backwards along That's the right. way. Jesus says, as long as you are in this life, under you know the current state of things, mm-hmm. you will have affliction. Mm-hmm. But even in that affliction, he brings all things to good. He turns the blood of the martyrs into the seed of the church. Mm-hmm. So even those downs are highs. Even the crucifixions are resurrections. But anyway, we have every reason to believe that even though Adam, the first representative of man, failed... Mm-hmm. That Jesus, the last representative of a new mankind, empowered by the Spirit, regenerated, members of the new creation, will be successful. Mm-hmm. This is our mandate. This is our commission. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. They, the, the leadership, the powers of Satan cannot um, stop us from entering the end zone and spiking the football. Amen. They can't stop us. Amen. And so, all in good timing, though, but... Let's look at these three things here as given to us in Genesis. We got filling. You know what that is. Just Mm -hmm. real quick, filling. We got marriage. We have sex. We have babies. We have (laughs) lots of babies. In in that order. (laughs) That's right. In in that order. That's right. Discipling those babies. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll just real quick. A young man that is excited about engaging in the culture wars, mm-hmm. a young man that is excited about seeing Christ's reign advance over the globe, mm-hmm. a young man that wants to talk politics, the first thing he needs to do is find a wife. Mm-hmm. Until you find a wife and get married, start having some babies and discipling those children in God's grace, and if God blesses you, until then, you're not really even square one in cultural engagement. The first thing is filling that earth, being fruitful, multiplying, making dis- make some disciples in your own home mm-hmm. before you're going to, you know, get online and start fighting about politics and culture war. You're not a culture warrior until you're raising up your own children. Mm. That's the number one thing to do is make some babies. Mm. That's, that's how God primarily advances the kingdom. Mm-hmm. <coughs> And, of course, that includes making disciples, making disciples through the gospel, mm-hmm. through proclamation. Even if that baby is not biologically related to you, mm-hmm. they are your child in the faith, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. So that's where we start filling. Then we got subduing the earth, the sciences, mathematics, mechanics, art, mining, logic. You know, all of these things that we do to subdue the earth, to bring it under our dominion. Mm-hmm. And then notice he says dominion over the plants and the animals. That's interesting. Yeah. Dominion. So not 
I know we're going to talk more about this later, but we're not talking about dominating, right? That's Dominion right. is different. A lot of people will hear the word, is not subjugation. That's right. A lot of people Dominion hear these is not domination. words, and they, they have negative connotations with yes. them, but they're not negative words. No. To, to be in dominion, to, to expand the kingdom of God is a good thing. Amen. That's what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. So animal husbandry, gardening, <laughs> forest management, medicine, right. these all exercise dominion over God's beautiful creation that he's given to us. Mm-hmm. Christians should be at the forefront of this conversation about stewardship, about um, taking care of the environment, using mm-hmm. our resources wisely as God has given us. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, domination I was reading recently about what takes place, since this is the Homestead show and we talk chickens. Okay. We, need, we have to talk about chickens at least once in every episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is the animal that we do have the most of. So yeah, when, like yeah, that's true. When, when you walk through an industrial chicken complex, yeah. you know, um, some of the stories that I hear are horrific. Oh, yeah. Maybe well, we need to take a field trip, but I've heard that there are guards at the gates and that photography and videography is not allowed indoors um, because of some of the uh, threats, you know, some hmm. of the, the uh, media threats and, um, you know, even other sorts of threats. Mm-hmm. But some of the stories I hear are atrocious. Hmm. If they're even one-tenth true, it's concerning. I, I hear stories of how chickens just naturally have their beaks cut in half so that they can't peck each other. They're crammed into small spaces. Well, these are like, uh, that's an egg farm. Those are egg producing All chickens. kind of stuff. They're yeah. all like fecal particulates are in the air. It's yeah. like the neighbors hate them oh, you know, yeah. because of all sorts of things, the chemicals and pesticides and, mm-hmm. and whatnot that are used. Um, honestly, I don't want to make the whole show about this, but that's not, that's, that is, I think that is the spirit of empire hmm. you know, in the heart of man dominating a species to make the most out of it, to basically control it with absolute regulation and yeah. control. Well, have you heard about Cornish crosses? Have you heard about this no, particular tell me breed? About it. So a Cornish cross is a breed of chicken. It's a meat chicken. Yeah, sure. And it's been bred to only really be able to live for about 12 weeks. Yeah. It can only support its own weight. Its heart can only beat well enough for about 12 weeks of its life. Now, there are people who have, like, adopted these chickens and they find ways yeah, give to them a good help life. them live a little bit longer but they're bred solely to die and yeah. they get so heavy in fact that they can't they can't even walk around anymore i yeah. went to the tractor supply store and i accidentally bought six of them i was trying to get a different breed they were all white <laughs> and in the same bucket and it was crazy these things got to be the size of basketballs in just yeah a month's time real yeah. real fast and yeah. they were obviously unhealthy and all kinds of things it was it was wild hmm. man wow yeah, I mean, I think of China, uh, the news is, is breaking that this uh, coronavirus is somehow related to viral experiments taking place in the Wuhan province. This is mind-blowing. I hadn't heard this yet. This yeah, is, and, this yeah, is, this is all over the news that they were actually experimenting with viruses. Hmm. You see, what in the world are we doing? <laughs> playing with viruses. Playing God, playing right. with viruses. Now, maybe there is some good reason Maybe they were. Maybe it already existed. They're trying to find a. Cure maybe they're or trying something. to find a vaccine. I don't know, but um, we know historically through the development, what's going on now, through the development of AI, through various other, through the use of um, you know baby parts in the development of vaccines, mm, through right. the way we treat animals. The, the book of uh, uh, the Old Testament teaches us that you can know a man's heart by the way he treats his animals. Hmm. That there is a correlation. You know, fallen man is prone to domination. Mm-hmm. But redeemed man with the spirit of, the, of God, we have to exercise dominion, godly, graceful, Christ-like dominion mm-hmm. over all of life. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our mandate, our mission. We're not to abandon nature as if man is the virus. You know, that's sort of the liberal mindset. Right. That if we can just get rid of man we will be able to see the fish in the rivers again and things like that. No, but what we right. should be doing is turning forests into gardens. Mm. Um, I have a lot to say about that. And, not you parking know, lots. Not parking lots. That. Right. Yeah. Not parking lots. So this implies that we have to work. Mm-hmm. This mandate given to man in Genesis 1 implies you've got to work. Sweat of your brow. Mm. It implies that you have to, you need freedom to work and property. And, and it means you, 
We need teamwork, working mm. together in communities, depending on God and one another to, mm. to satisfy this mandate. Mm. It implies multi-generational faithfulness. Right. This is not something that's going to be done in one generation. That's right. You we have to pass children, this to our children. That's right. Absolutely. Amen. And it implies that when we enter into life and we begin to find our calling in Christ, this mandate should be forefront. Mm-hmm. Christ, what, Jesus, what would you have me to do? Mm-hmm. Don't just follow the money. This is a theological mandate, not just an economical mandate. Mm-hmm. So this is, I think, really kind of the heart of this show the heart of the household, how to equip people to engage in this cultural mandate, hmm. how to engage people, to equip people in filling, subduing, and exercising dominion over their world, over our world. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we specifically want to equip with this show, the household, mm-hmm. how to do that. Right. And so, right. you know, we have a sponsor to talk about, but when after that... Yeah. We're going to get into how to help our children to carry this mission forward. Right. So thanks so much to Sanuk Group, Eric Smith, Carrie Smith, you guys. Thank you so much for your sponsorship of this particular week's show. Um, Sanuk Group is a business consulting firm. They manage 337 Media based out of Lafayette. They also manage the Orchard Stores, which is a full-service um, Apple product. They can repair any Apple product that you got. They're certified, registered. In fact, I think all the Apple stores in like Baton Rouge and Houston are all closed, uh, mm. but the Orchard is still open, able to service you guys. Um, stop by and see them if you need some help with marketing ideas. That's the 337 wing of things. If you need some help with tech things that you might have. Um, they love working with our community and serving well. Thanks again so much, you guys. And if you're interested in uh, any type of sponsorship here on this show, you can email me, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, at wearechristchurch.com, and we would be more than happy to get you guys hooked up with that. But moving on, you promised yep. before we got there that we were going to talk about some how, how to, do to yeah. with our kiddos. That's right. So what, what, what do we do? What do we yeah. do? So our mission is given to us in Genesis 128. All right, here we go. That's the mission. I'm ready. But we need our children to carry this mission forward. And we need to be actively doing this mission in our own lives. So how do we do it? I got just a few t- tips for us. Okay. And, and maybe some people have some particular questions about this. Oh, yeah, that's but right, guys. We if have you've a got few questions tips. or anything like that, feel free to drop them into the comments. We'd be happy to take a few minutes at the end of the show to address those things. But that's right. First tip. God gives the family the cultural mandate. He gives it to Adam and Eve. We have got to be discerning about the distinctive roles that men and women play in this mandate. Shocker. Boys and girls are different. There are such things (laughs) as boys and girls. And they're different. Absolutely. That's right. They're different. When we are engaged in building our household, and if uh, if you're building a homestead, you know, that's going to be even more unique. But you have to be concerned about the distinct roles, the distinct biology, the distinct, you know, chemistry, the distinct ways in which God made boys and girls. General application. Mama, mama might be able to kill a moccasin better than daddy. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Sure. Mama might be able, mama might be a farm-raised country girl. Mm-hmm. That does not flinch at anything. Right. She might be able to separate a, a, a rooster's neck from his body in the <laughs> blink of an eye, crack his rib cage open, throw him in a stew. Right. Mama might be strong, powerful, right. fearless. She, Mama might be able to kill a moccasin better than daddy. Mm-hmm. But it was, it's daddy's job, just generally speaking, to protect the home. Mm. Daddy should be fighting the snake. You know, like Adam should have done. Adam should have. Right. Instead, he let the serpent chat his wife up. Right. 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 He should have been between the serpent and Eve, and he should have been exercising dominion, had his sword out, being Lord and Savior over his realm, mm-hmm. and, and chopping off the head of that serpent. Right. And we know, of course, that Christ finished the job. Right. Right. Where Adam failed, Christ was victorious. That's right. Adam should have. Jesus did. Mm. And the, the father of the home is the one who engages venomous threats. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is that our sons, our boys, need to be prepared for that battle. You know, I let my son run around with a machete. 
he has knives, he has machetes, he works the power saw. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 12, 13 years old. He's, he is preparing for a life that is distinct than my daughter's. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when it comes time, we're working on our, uh, you know, the, the coupe d'etat. <laughs> the, uh, the chicken coop to end all coops. How far along are you so far? We're about 80% done. So right. I have to take some pictures and share it with everybody. All right, all right. But when, we, when I separate the jobs, you know, we're all having a good time. We're all having fun. And they could all do all the jobs. But I want to consider the distinctive ways in which God designed my boy and my girls. Mm. The girls run a, uh, an emergency room for chickens. Right. They have that's amazing. They're sewing by up the way. skin. <laughs> They've got placing splints. My son doesn't You've even know. Chickens? We've splinted legs. We've sewn. We've stitched up flesh. That's we've awesome. treated with the antibiotics, and these girls do all of it. My son doesn't even know that that exists. He has zero concern, <laughs> zero nurturing gene whatsoever. But when it's time to wring a neck and to make a stew, it's me and my son, and I say, Jude. This does not need to be discussed with the girls. <laughs> because God made them to be nurturing, to yeah. tend and to care. Right. Generally speaking, of course, right. I, know, I know plenty of women who can wring a, t- a turkey neck or a chicken neck. Sure. I'm not, this is just generally speaking as an anecdote and as an application. Well, this is interesting because... Be concerned about the distinctions. Like my, my grandmother, um, she, you know, they had chickens in their backyards, and I have distinctive memories of... You know, being a child in that house, and she would send my brother to go kill the rooster. Like yeah. she'd be like, "Hey, go kill the rooster. We're going to have dinner later today." Hey, and and he would go sense. and do it. She wouldn't go do it. She would send him. That's common sense. She Grandma ain't running around the yard tra- trying to catch a chicken. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my son can catch a rooster. Like I just see him. All right, go grab one. And I mean, <laughs> he's on it like white on rice. <laughs> he catches it so fast. I see these. Some of these other homesteaders use the big uh, fishing nets. Oh yeah. And I'm like, we never had to do that. Jude just goes in there and just you know tackles them, <laughs> throws them down. We got those. So yeah, consider those distinctions, <laughs> you know, there's my wife has certain gifts and talents and, and follows her roles. And the daughters are very often um, connected with her learning how to do all sorts of things. Mm. Um, and my son is connected with me. Now we, there's crossover, obviously, right. You know, my son still has to uh, work with my wife you know, they've been painting his room. He's in there with her painting his room and doing all those sorts of things. But mm-hmm. if I'm doing something manly, I got my son with me. Right. And um, right. because God made us different. All right. So that's just the first thing. Pay attention to those distinctions. The cultural mandate has roles. Mm-hmm. Men and women. Different. Train your kil- children up in those ways. Now, secondly, this cultural mandate implies that there is freedom. He says, go out, fill the earth. Mm. There's danger. Right. There's freedom. Adam was to survey, to map out, to explore, mm-hmm. to enter uncharted territory, some of which would be filled with venomous vipers and serpents. Right. He was, to, he was called to be a king and to exercise dominion and right. to rule and to um, survey a field, explore it, and exercise dominion over There's it. There's a degree of danger danger involved with it you know? and and honestly that's tough you gotta you gotta let your sons especially ride that fine line between exhilaration and emergency room <laughs> right <laughs> you know as a kid it's not fun if it's not exhilarating if there's right. not a little danger right right so yes my son works the power saws right but i watch him I know that there's some danger there, mm-hmm. but I want to give him the freedom to cultivate the field of carpentry. You're not saying go build the coop, call the stuff, see you later, good luck, hope he, you don't chop He's your not ready off. for that yet. He's right. not ready for that. But I right. might say, y'all go build a fort. Here's a hammer and some nails and a handsaw. And, you know, I'm, I want to empower them. I want to equip them. I want to give them the tools to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to micromanage them. Right. Not in every sense. Right. I, w- I want them to be able, on a, in a small scale, in a safe, um, protected-by-me bubble, to some extent, right. go out and exercise the cultural mandate mm-hmm. to, to subdue, exercise dominion, mm-hmm. to turn the woods into a fort. Mm-hmm. Just as a simple example. Right. Well, it's a, and it's training for later on in life. Absolutely. It's training that you won't get 
if you just only rely on government education for your children. Well, if they're sitting in front of the television where you see the problem with the television is that they get to imagine exploring new fields, right. exercising dominion, conquering dragons, you know, nurturing babies. They get to explore all these things vicariously mm-hmm. without any of the risks. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the the thrill of video games, the dangers of television. There's no real risk. Yeah, so that's We're not learning how to survive. We're watching the survivor man survive. Mm. We're not learning how to date and find a wife. We're watching The Bachelor. We're, right. we're basically, we're not skydiving or, or snow skiing. We're watching other people do it. And, uh, honestly, we're not even doing politics. We watch other people do politics. Mm. That's the problem with TV is it's, you're vicariously engaging in the cultural mandate. But you're not actually doing it. Ooh, that's profound. Other people are doing it. Right. So you've got to turn those televisions off. Mm. Let your kids ride that line between exhilaration and the emergency room. Ooh. Be safe, but, but let them have some freedom to find a field to dominate or dom- exercise dominion over that field. And that field may not be a literal field. Mm-hmm. It might be the field of literature you know, or the field of uh, science. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my son is uh, exercising dominion over the field of beekeeping. So he's going to be a professional him. beekeeper. One yeah, day, now, right? you know, who knows what he's going to do. Right. But he's learning to see a field, mm-hmm. have the freedom to explore the field, survey the, the field, bring it into, uh, into to, to, uh, a point of uh, bringing out its full potential. Right. You know, you know massage that field, um, help it to be fruitful. Mm-hmm. Turn a forest into a garden. He's given the freedom to do those things in the area or the field of beekeeping. Mm-hmm. But all that's going to translate probably to some other field one day. Right. He's, he's reading the books. He's studying. He's doing the practice. He's doing it all with his mom and dad helping him. I've given him the tools. He's got the bee suits. He's got the bee boxes where he can um, learn how to be a man. Mm-hmm. Learn how to follow this cultural mandate himself. And honestly, the homestead gives amazing opportunities for this mm-hmm. right there on the property even during quarantine right right you can do this with baseball the field might be baseball or football right and where he's developing skills he's exercising dominion over a particular field it could be literature where he's doing it through books mm-hmm. you know al moeller says that his parents encouraged him to learn everything and to master the field of dinosaurs hmm. right yeah but we know al moeller's not a what would he be, a paleontologist? Right. right. We, we know he's a theologian, but he learned that initial survey, explore, exercise dominion, subdue in the mm. field of paleontology, right. as funny as that might be. Right. That's so, so cool. give them the freedom, recognize the distinctions, and then once they have this field, okay, this is important, under some level of... Uh, Subduance, right? Subduance, <laughs> nice. It's becoming fruitful. It's been honed and massaged, and the potential is being brought out of it. Then you have to teach them to, to garden it, mm. to preserve it, to sustain it. See, Adam and Eve weren't just, you know, going from one field to the next. They were extending a kingdom. They mm. were to, to exercise dominion, bring it under their reign, cause it to be fruitful but then by the work of his brow he had to continue to make it fruitful so we're teaching them how to be kings but we're also teaching them how to be gardeners right so that's super important yeah and then and this is the final one you got to teach them how to be you know protectors of the realm Hmm. you know saviors so to speak and that might mean weeds (laughs) in a literal field it might mean uh, wax moths in a beehive, hmm. it might mean sloth, you know, in the, in the field of schoolwork. Hmm. Or it might mean laziness and messiness when their field that they're supposed to subdue is their bedroom, right? <laughs> hmm. So you're giving them a field, you're giving them some freedom, you're giving them the tools, you're sending them out. They're exercising all of these things under your watch care. They're exercising dominion as a king, preserving it, making that bed every morning keeping it up, tending it, and then fighting off the threats. This is how, this is how boys become men. Mm. This is how we can train up our children 
to exercise the cultural mandate in whatever field God gives them for the future, for the Mm -hmm. next generation. Mm -hmm. Amen? The household's mission, the cultural mandate. And that was some tips on how to pass it down to the next generation. That's awesome. Guys, thank you so much for joining in with us today. We do have um, one... This is a request for comments more than it is a question, I guess you could say, um, from Pastor Joe. He said, here's a quote from one of the speakers at the Harvard Homeschool Conference. He says, their quote is, the reason parent-child relationships exist is because the state confers legal parenthood. Hmm. This goes back to the things that we were talking about at the very beginning of the show. So I'll read that quote again. The reason parent-child relationships exist is because the state confers legal parenthood parenthood you got some uh you got some thoughts on that there what's what's interesting is the state these days also believes that it confers personhood Mm. and that until a the state confers personhood on an infant it can be murdered in the womb right now apparently they think authority is invested or parenthood is conferred by the sovereign state this is the religion of statism, hmm. and I've said it once, and I'll say it a thousand times. <laughs> the religion of our world, the alternate God, the let me put let me put it into everybody's language, the Antichrist, Ooh. right? The counterfeit Christ of our culture is the state, hmm. is the civil government. Hmm. The civil government is seen as the Lord, protector, gardener, sovereign of the realm. Mm-hmm. Who will bring us into a future, mm-hmm. you know, messianic state, and who will exercise the sword to regulate and to save society mm. and give mm-hmm. us all that our hearts ever wanted? It is the counterfeit Christ, and the church has to begin by prophetically rebuking it. And part of that prophetic rebuke is getting your own household engaged in the cultural mandate. Right. That's right. Find your calling. It's not about money. It's about subduing this earth in the name of Jesus Christ. And a lot of people are going to hear what you just said and switch their brains off and assume that what we're saying is we advocate anarchy, throw the government over. We're not saying that at all. What we're saying is government, get in your lane. Stay in your lane. The lane assigned to you by God. The government. (laughs) Right. The government of heaven. That's That's right. right. Yes. Anyone who wants to sort of get a gist for what we are advocating in these shows would need to listen over a period of time. Right. They would need to go into the archives. Right. You know, this isn't a systematic theology lesson. We're not laying all the layers on top of each other. Mm. We're chatting, really. Right. They need to listen over an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. Don't knee-jerk reaction on us. Right? Right. Don't uh, get triggered and shut it down. Right. Allow that, that trigger... To, uh, to stir in your heart some exploration. See what we have to offer here. See what we're talking about. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Amen. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you all so much for joining with us again. Uh, if you would like to support what we've got going on here at Christ Church Media, you can donate online, uh, paypal.me slash wearechristchurch. You can also find all of our shows and all of our sermons and all of our classes and all so many so many resources yep. over at sermonaudio.com. Just search for We Are Christ Church, all one word. Uh, if you've got questions, feel free to email me anytime. Stuart at We Are Christ Church. That's S-T-U-A-R-T at wearechristchurch.com. We'd be more than happy to follow up on any of your questions or thoughts, ideas. And if you've got maybe particular topics that you'd like us sure, to address yeah, in sure. future shows, you can email us those as well. Thank you again so much for joining in with us, and we will see you guys next time. <laughs>